want this and to we don't generate. even want to get into what my mom thought what did your mom oh, what did your mom yeah. think no, no, we can't well, get into that. Well, you brought it up. You can't just be like, hey, you know, want to hear a story mom, that I can't tell you? My mom. <laughs> so, I was in El Salvador. And okay. me and Evan have a hand, like a, a I photo. I put up a photo of holding, holding hands. hands. But like, oh. just like homies, like whatever. Mm. My mom called me. Like, we we interlocked fingers. And she's like, you have something that you need to tell me. <laughs> Are you in some sort of relationship with a co-host? <laughs> And I was like, are you serious, right? Like, I have to really talk Chris's to Chris's mom? The answer is yes. <laughs> he is, in yeah. fact, in a relationship with one of his wife. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. All right, three, so, two, one. There we go. There it is. Oh, all right. Welcome back to the Decent Human Podcast. My name is Evan. I'm Jenny. I'm Chris. And today we have a very, very special guest. I'm super excited. I've been waiting for a long time to get in touch with him, to talk with him. And you know what? Someone may have actually connected us in the past that he totally forgot to message me back. I'm not going to hold it against him. He just he took time out of his day. He decided to come back on here and he gave us his time. So I'm very excited to introduce the one, the only JT Parnett. Thank Welcome. you. Welcome. Thank you. I'm only here to talk about our text message. That's the only <laughs> reason I just, that I'm here. I just, I just want to get it out of the way yeah, and yeah, out yeah. there so that everybody knows. I think you had stand. the wrong number. <laughs> it wasn't me. I'm pretty sure you sent back in that one group. response and you were just like, yo, Evan, nice to meet you. Yeah. And I was just like, dude, Ghost. this is going to be great. Yeah. You know how when you get like hyped up yeah. from a text message? Yeah. I went to my wife. I was like, babe, JT, I've seen him on TikTok. He's on Instagram. He's a smart guy. And he just, Dan connected us. We're going to, we're going to get along great. I can just tell like we're going to vibe. Ghosted. Wow. Ghosted. Wow. I've I have no, rec- for the more. record, I have no recollection yeah. of this. this and is, that we don't hurts know. even more. <laughs> You don't know how long that's been built up. Like, uh, he tells us every that's single why I'm here. day. Yeah. That's why I'm here. The and podcast the, is done. This is actually the roast of JT Barnett. <laughs> <laughs> I finally uh, got him on here. All right, we can move on now. We can move on, guys. But very excited to have you on here. Thank you for coming on here. JT, I don't know if you want to do a little introduction for yourself. Tell the people a little bit about what makes you such a decent human. Wow. Um, <laughs> Yeah. Besides text so, messages, yeah. not one of them. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, yeah. Great start here. <laughs> set me up. So I actually am a decent human. Um, I, I, honestly, I think for me, like I really love people. Uh, I, clearly, I didn't like you that much. But <laughs> I do. I actually really do I enjoy the same human beings. So, yeah. I'm just. I just show up because yeah, yeah, it's yeah. my house. So I have to. <laughs> um, as a human, I feel like I genuinely care about people, which I would say is normally pretty decent. Um, nice. I feel like for my work, a lot of my work is like teaching people how to either use their skill set to like build a business or for a lot of businesses now, like what I'm teaching them is how to be more human Yeah, because in their particular in their content. Um, but for the people that don't know me, like for work, what I do is consult on companies, teaching them how to do content. Nice. Um, but and then th- make videos too myself. And, but that's not what you've always done. Right. So I like, I want to take it back to yeah. the beginning. Cause it, you haven't, you didn't just jump in and like come around and be like, I'm this social media genius. It, it started somewhere else. Can you maybe talk about a little bit of the backstory? Yeah, so I was I was a pro hockey player. I was a pro hockey player for five years. I played from the years... Uh, I ended in 2018. So I played pro all the way up until 2018. And I was just always the dude on my team that liked making content. Like I, I was on social media. That was like my way to connect to the people back home because I lived away from home. So I would connect with them through things like back then Facebook, even before then MySpace, then Ooh. Facebook, then... 
AOL instant messenger. Like, <laughs> yeah. all that. that was like, you know, that was the way that I connected to people. So I was really like internet kid, but then I was also like, I think it helped me as a hockey player being creative. My parents put me in music growing up and then I got into like photo. Then I got into video and I just did it for fun. Mm. It was like a creative outlet for me as a hockey player. Um, I ended up playing pro during those five years. Like I said, I was always just the dude on the team that was like, Showing people, oh, you guys need to check out Snapchat. You guys need to check out Twitter. You guys need to like learn what Vine, like learn these new platforms and just see how they are. Um, what was what was their reaction to it? Like you they're bring, like you're an idiot. What, yeah. what are you doing? <laughs> That's like, what I kind of figured it yeah, was going like, to be. You're a hockey player. You, what are you focus doing? on hockey? Focus on hockey. Co- and yeah, like I would even say, like I had relationships with coaches that went in a negative way because okay. I was so adamant about social media. And I didn't do it as a bit, like it wasn't a business. It was like fun. It was like, I liked the fact that I could go, I could leave my rink, go on Instagram and see what the rest of the world is doing. Mm-hmm. And if I posted something, there was a potential that people could see what I was doing. Mm. Um, you could do that with things like Facebook, but you couldn't like build a, you couldn't build like a reputation before Instagram. Instagram was the first one you could do it visually. Yeah. So when we- it... Sorry, Rich, real quick. Were you posting hockey-related things during that time, or was it more of a like different lifestyle? outlet? A mix. Yeah. If, if, I was, if I was more encouraged to share about hockey, I would have done it more. Mm-hmm. But the culture is more like, you just don't show. Like, you don't sh- back then, you didn't show yourself training. Even now, like, guys don't really show themselves training. You look at people like Odell Beckham and like, people in the NBA, that they show like, their off-ice. They show like, all the stuff they're eating, the clothes they're wearing, all that. Hockey was a little bit more conservative. You don't do that as much. So I would do it, but I would only do it to an extent that I felt comfortable. I wouldn't be like, I wish I was like fully transparent about every, like not yeah. transparent, but fully like documenting everything, yeah. players and clothes and all, all that shit. But it probably made it hard because then you get back on the rink and I'm sure you just got ripped. Oh and yeah. Just like people sure. were just like <laughs> making sure. fun of you. For sure. So yeah. that's why I was like one foot in and one foot out. But my, mm-hmm. my passion was all in, but like the actual like day to day of doing it was like probably one foot in, one foot out. Cause I still loved hockey. I want, hockey is my career. So mm-hmm. I was like, I want to do hockey. And I don't want to sacrifice hockey for social media, but I still know that there's something here with social media and I love it. Like it's like really fun for me and enjoyable. I'm meeting so many people, all that too. So then as my career progressed and I started watching Instagram take off and then all these new platforms start popping up, Vine and all that, YouTube, um, I started seeing people build businesses like Jake Paul and like, you know, people in the, in team 10 and all of that, like build careers around content. And when that happened, I was getting towards the end of my career where I was like, I'm not going to make the NHL. So I'm, in, I'm playing minor leagues mm-hmm. and I was making, I wasn't making great money. So it was kind of like, I'm doing this for passion and I'm doing this because my, I was chasing the dream of playing in the NHL. And then the, my last two years, I ended up playing in Europe and I kind of scratched the itch of playing at like a high level. So I was, I was like, I'm not doing this anymore to like play in the NHL anymore. Like I'm, I'm okay with not doing that. Um, now, why am I playing? And it was like, am I playing for fun? Am I playing for money? Am I playing for life experience? And I think like the money was terrible. So yeah. it was like, it I'm, I'm not that. doing, yeah, not doing that anymore. <laughs> um, the life experience was like, I had now met, who's now my fiance. I'd met her. So I was like, now I'm living in Europe and she's back home. So like my life experience being away from fr- uh, friends and family and like significant other is kind of like, eh. Mm-hmm. Um, so then I was like, well, what am I playing for then? Mm-hmm. And so kind of was just like, I, I'm ready to be done with this. And simultaneously I was seeing all of this content and businesses being built around content. So I knew that that was going to be the thing that I was going to do. So it made it like somewhat easy for me to be like, I'm ready to be done. Um, and so that's what made me the transition. Like I immediately when I, in 20, 2018, came back, was done. 
and started filming immediately for Instagram. So doing workouts, wellness, fitness, all of that. And that became like the next thing for me. What's so, that? Go ahead. Sorry. No. Yeah. <laughs> Jenny, please. <laughs> you just don't shut up. <laughs> <laughs> is this a theme? In this, this? Well, I feel like he's not going to get me. He's not going to get back to me. If I have to like get my words in. So if I like stop talking and then it's like, oh. We're going to do a separate episode, you and I. That's it. Back and forth. <laughs> Go ahead, Jenny. I just want to dive in a little bit more on like the transition because we've talked to some athletes when they leave their sport and then have to figure out what's next. And it sounds like you had an idea, but was it? kind of like a shock to you when you no longer had the sport to like fall back on? For sure. Yes and no. Um, A lot of people I think have this experience when they're done playing sports of like their identity is gone Mm -hmm. because that's all they felt that they were. I actually feel like it it played in my favor that the entire time while I was playing, I didn't feel like I was only a hockey player. So I think that I felt a little bit like outsider while I was playing. Okay. So when I got done, I actually feel like it was a strength for me it like worked in my favor that I was like, oh, now all the stuff that I've wanted, now all the stuff that I believed is actually true because now I'm no longer a hockey player and I'm doing the other things that I want to be doing. The challenge for me was, where as I think for other people, they leave hockey or leave, like they leave their sport and they're like, that's all I knew I was. Yeah. Now I don't know what I do or what, who I am. For me, I think the experience was, oh, now I really need to prove to myself that I am this, not, not even prove to myself, now I like really got to double down on the shit that I've been telling people that I know I'm going to do and like actually like go all in on it mm-hmm. um, and bet on myself. And that was more of like what the work was for me rather than me being like, what do I do now that I'm no longer a hockey player? Okay, that's cool. You felt like yeah. you're more multifaceted yeah. than just a hockey player. For sure. And I, dude, I think most people are. Yeah. There's, granted, there's people that are, that are meant to do one thing and stick with that one thing and find fulfillment in the one thing. I'm so... I need multiple things going Same, on at once yeah. and like, and I focus a lot on one thing, but I need like the things outside of that to like balanced with the one thing. Um, and for hockey, I, I feel like all the creative stuff I was doing was helped me as a player. Mm-hmm. Like I can feel directly the way that I was learning clothes and learning music and learning all of that. I would put that into the way that I played. Like I could feel more creative on the ice. Um, it's just not as I think from a, from an ownership or a coach perspective, if somebody were to tell me on my team that they're leaving hockey to go do content, they're leaving the rink to go do content or go do clothing, or you kind of just have this fear that it's like, oh, they're not going to focus on this. Right. But like, I just don't think of it that way. I think that like other things fuel you mm-hmm. um, and people just work differently. So, yeah. Did you grow up in an entrepreneurial family? Like, how did that help shape who you are and where you're Very, at? Very. Um, yeah, my dad was a hockey player who turned into an agent, who turned into an executive. Oh, wow. Um, so very much so grew up in, it, like, I think a lot of the stuff that I'm doing is for sure the mix between my dad and my mom. My dad was creative businessman. My mom was personal trainer, health and wellness, and that was her life. And so I think, like, I've, I, like, play a lot in the middle there of, like, honestly, I feel like all the business shit that I'm doing is wellness wrapped in business. Yeah, <laughs> it really is. Yeah. like. We talk about that a lot on here. It all like intersects. Somehow it all kind of comes back together. The game of content creation is a game with yourself. Mm -hmm. It is literally like, can I, because everybody has unique ideas, but like putting them into the world takes work Mm -hmm. and it takes like vulnerability and it takes like you being willing to like put this shit that you don't know if anybody's going to like out into somewhere where people can be harsh and can be Mm -hmm. cruel and all of that. 
So the game of being a creator is really a big game of like working with yourself. And so I think everybody, whether they choose to or not, is playing the game of wellness. And I think the people that play the game of wellness the best have the longest chance of survival in the world of content. Was it kind of an eye-opening experience when you left hockey and you're like, all right, you're, you're diving into this content creation world. Was it an eye-opening experience of just like how much work it actually is to be a content creator? Because I feel like content creators don't get enough credit. I agree. Sure. It, it's yeah. such a stereotyped, you know, like, oh, you're a content creator. So that means you put on a t-shirt and lean up against the wall and take a photo of yourself. <laughs> Granted, though, that's out there. But I feel like depending on the direction you want to take it, it's so much more. And it is an individual business within yourself. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Dude. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> um, so to, for your first question, I am really grateful that I started dating Sam at the time that I did because I was able to watch her turn it into a business mm. while I was still playing. Okay. So she was doing the same thing. So she was doing the same thing. Got so it. she, so my fiance now, a girlfriend at the time, she was doing, she was a model in Los Angeles. Like, think about on Instagram before models was like the thing mm -hmm. it was like a, you're mm -hmm. with an actual like agency and you're like an in-person model it wasn't like you're a model on instagram yeah. it was like you're a real model Different those were the models. people that built built brands um so she was like traditional model but then didn't like the modeling world which i'm sure a lot of people that are in it know that that's not an easy mm -hmm. she didn't like that she was like i actually really want to be more into health and wellness and so she was like i'm gonna gonna take this and turn this instagram account into a business by doing health and wellness content and teaching people how to work out and eat right and all that. Because mm -hmm. that was stuff she got asked when she was a model. Like, how do you take care of yourself? Sure. And she was interested in it. Um, so I watched her, like, literally, like, get a coach that was a social media person, build out a content calendar, build out a brand book of, like, what her brand values and guidelines oh. and all of that were, um, film content on a schedule, post it on a schedule, then, like, n navigate the world of brand deals start making money. And I just watched that. So I got to see like all that happen. And I was yeah. like, Oh shit. Like that's super impressive. People yeah. can do this. Yeah. Like an individual can build a business around themselves and things that they they're passionate about. Um, and as soon as I saw that, like once I start, saw her start getting a taste for it, I was like, this is, it. Yeah. this is not only what I want to do, but this is like, everybody should do this. Yeah. Like everybody. Well, she was like proof of concept for yeah. you. It's for just sure. like, here, here's for somebody sure. that is right there and I'm seeing them put in the hard work and it pays off. Yeah. Uh, and and like like I'm saying, for me, when I was on Instagram and TikTok, or not even TikTok, Twitter and all of that back in the day, I was like, this is something that I am interested in. Mm -hmm. And so like in my spare time, I was like thinking about how do people do this? Like, how is Jake Paul building? How is like... And so when I saw her do it, it was like validation that it can happen. Mm -hmm. Then it was like, oh shit, this is like something that she's doing. So I could do this too. And I could leave hockey and go and do this with her. It's just like a very easy in for me and like mm -hmm. very clear for me. Um, and so, yeah, when that happened, it was like, I'm going all in on that. Did she already have a pretty good, sorry, go ahead. <laughs> sorry, last question. <laughs> did she already have a pretty good following when no. you started it? Uh, did she? Yeah, did she? No, she, I, I, like I think when she started doing it, she had like 10,000, maybe 15,000 people yeah. following her. Oh, yeah. Um, I was going to ask. <laughs> <laughs> so you guys are both like in the content creation world. Is that tough? Like being in a relationship with, someone and like kind of working together and building together do you guys run into any struggles there i love it um we technically we're, we're not like so before we actually started a company together so first we did content both of us were doing our, our own content thing and then we started a company called reset together which was a health and wellness day that was like a big active recovery day that took place the day after coachella 
that we would go and pitch brands to be at this event. And then we would go out to all, because we happen to be in a network of a bunch of like health and wellness people once we started making content. We were like, let's get all of our network of health and wellness creators to come to this one thing on this one day after Coachella and recover together. And all they have to do is like post these brands and all these brands want to get posted by health and wellness individuals. So the brands will like pay to be there and it's free for all the creators. So we started that business together and it was great. And we actually like loved it. It was really fun. We actually really enjoyed it. Um, and then COVID shut that down. So mm. we had to put that on pause. But I think, and then from there, we haven't done business together. Like we're not, we don't, I don't own any of her company. She doesn't own any of mine. But if there's like the right like lineup of the things that I do and the things that she does, we love working together. I think it's, I actually think it's like really fun. Um, the thing for me is you just have to communicate. Like yeah. if you're able to communicate, there's a, there's a, a very like easy preconceived notion that like working with people that you have relationships with is, a no, is yeah stupid. <laughs> I think it's stupid if you don't know how to communicate. If you know how to communicate, it's incredible because you obviously you want to work with the people you want to enjoy the people you work with. And especially if you like know friends of yours and their skill sets and all of that, if you're able to navigate the communication and be like very clear when you feel like your boundaries are broken or when you feel like you're not okay mm -hmm. with something, then it becomes like, it's awesome. It's yeah. really fun. And it's um, amazing. So yeah. So I love working with her. We're not doing it right now, but I would love to, when we're, it's the right time, we'll do another thing together. That's cool. Um, I want to backtrack again back to the earlier days and you worked out, you trained at Exos, right? How did that information and knowledge that you gained there help with what you're doing now and today? Bro, <laughs> so much. I, I, like, Exos, did you see this video? What, what's Exos? Yeah, let me explain this. Let me explain so, this. For the... I don't yeah. know either. Don't just look at it. Thank you. I Thank you. actually texted you guys. Yeah. You can read it. That's when so, you lost me. Yeah. I was just like, XO what? XO now. I'm yeah, good. It's all coming out now. Yeah. Um, it's actually the flip. <laughs> I actually ghosted him. That'd be great. Yeah. You didn't get the, the email? I yeah. sent you a, a video Email, holy. You still on MySpace? You MySpace me, didn't you? Um, okay. Let me break this down. So when I was training in Scottsdale, uh, there was a facility called Exos. E-X-O-S. Um, and they are what they consider the, the global leader in human performance. What they do is they train, and the reason they're like accredited with that is they have the highest amount of NFL draft picks out of any training facility every year. So like they have like 70% of the first round every year trains at Exos before wow. they get drafted. Um, and so when I was in Arizona and, and I was living there, that's where I trained. And so I was able to train around so many like great, stupid athletes. Olympi Olympians, mm -hmm. NFL, NHL, like just crazy athletes. And their whole approach is it, that training needs to be holistic and it needs to be integrated. So the four things that they focus on are mindset, nutrition, movement, and recovery. Those are like the four pillars for them. Um, and everybody that comes in their gym, you have like an initial consultation, see where you're at mentally. They, you have a movement screening to see how your body moves. You have a nutrition screening to see how you eat. You have an endurance thing to see like how your anaerobic and aerobic abilities are. Mm -hmm. So you just like they it's all encompassing. Um, and they look at you as like a they they like look at you as like an overall human and they think that like if they treat and work on that, that you'll be a better athlete. Okay. And I love that. Yeah, yeah. It's incredible. And you have to be a top tier athlete, I'm assuming. To you, they be do accept it. You, you can you pay, apply. You can pay. Like oh, they they have like small groups. It's an insane amount of money yeah. but you because most people be are getting most people are getting it paid for by their team um but you can they do have like uh they do have like general population groups um that do that whole thing 
And so I was able to, I, I trained there for six years. And six years. Not that and that was paid by your team? It was partially would be paid by my team or agent or, oh, but then a part of it was also paid for my, by my family. They're like, yo, this place is legit. Yeah. You're about to be a pro. This is investment. Oh. Um, and yeah, so I made a, I made a video a couple of weeks ago on YouTube about like how that place just molded me and how those four pillars I think are directly related to my life now as a creator. Mm -hmm. The four things that I look at as a creator now are mindset, creation, discovery, and recovery. And the four, and let me break them down for you. But Exos for me as an athlete, I think if I was focusing on those four things, I was at my peak performance always. If, I, if my mind was right and I was eating right and I was moving my body and recovering, I could show up on the ice and perform. Yeah. And that's like their theory. And like, it just is there one more important than the other? No, they all work oh, hand in they hand. View, yeah. They view as if, if one any, crumbles, it all if crumbles. One crumbles, all crumble. They're all four pillars. Granted, I, they usually start at mindset. I'm like, Evan's just evaluating himself right <laughs> yeah. now. He's like, He's like, He's like, question. He's like yeah. do I have those four? Yeah. <laughs> well, let me give you them as a creator. <laughs> let me give you them as a creator. So as I was, so I've obviously gone through as a creator, like times where I don't feel like creating, times where I'm like, ah, oh, this is stressful. All that. It's, it's a job. Um, and when I've gone through those times, I've like really leaned into the shit that I learned at Exos. And like, oh, am I taking care of myself in X, Y, and Z area? Now as a creator, I'm like, oh, I actually feel like there's four pillars that creators can lean on. Mindset, like why are you creating the content and who are you creating it for? Mm -hmm. Creation is like putting in the reps because I think that everybody can procrastinate and mm -hmm. not actually do it. Yeah. And, and creation is literally just bringing something that's not existing into mm -hmm. existence. Mm -hmm. It doesn't have to have a metric tied to it. It doesn't have to have like a KPI. And some people just need to fucking create. Mm -hmm. They just need to put things out there and, and like Agreed. practice that. Mm -hmm. um, and then I think discovery is the process where a lot of people get stuck in the discovery and recovery. When you're burning out as a creator are the places that I think most people need to put more emphasis. Discovery is like learning new things and testing things out and getting re-inspired because everybody goes through processes where their thing that, that was working stops working. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And rather than trying to like hammer it and force it, sometimes you just need to go get re-inspired by something else yeah, and tweak it a little sure. bit and then it works. And so discovery, I think a lot of people need to spend more time discovering new shit. That could be literally going on a walk. That'd be going on a trip like Costa Rica. That could be literally surfing. Yeah, yeah. Could be surfing. He does a lot be, of discovery. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> I've been in discovery mode might, for a long time you now. More, you might need more creation. No, this makes so much sense to me because I have a very similar background. So like I've been, when I saw the YouTube video that you posted about the four pillars, it, it like just was like a light bulb because that's Sick. what I've grown up having those details and i didn't have that in the creator world and mm -hmm. so now going back to that i'm like oh shit like that it makes, makes sense, sense. Yeah. Like, yeah it's like yeah so thank uh, you thank you i yeah, appreciate, appreciate that yeah. and i think recovery is the other one that people really sleep on because it's so easy to just like mm -hmm. do 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 and like i think recovery is like yo sleep yeah. like <laughs> Go on a walk. Yeah. Take a week away from. If I got accepted in Exos, they'd be like, "Get your ass out." No, just like your lost cause, your your mindset, your recovery, the reps got the reps. Yeah. I'm doing them. Yeah, the, reps, <laughs> the other you're the other two, the, the you're creating. The, I, I, oh, I create, but the oh, two outside the pillars, yeah. no. Nah. Two most. Do you want longevity? Uh, of course. There you go. Yeah. You need to mindset. focus on those other ones. Huh? Mindset. mindset and recovery it's not, it's well, content is not a fucking sprint like i <laughs> yeah. think that there's there it's is not? there is sprints 
Yeah. Wait, what is we're this really going deep here. This is like, <laughs> oh, we're turning this around. <laughs> never, this is me to him now. What is this? You'll never win if you're catering to the machine. Yeah, you Ooh, have that was to. Deep, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> He's a lot smarter than he looks, is he? <laughs> I feel like I've heard this multiple times. We don't need to go. <laughs> this is, you learned this in Costa Rica. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. it is. Uh, it, you like? I just think that people realize you want to be doing this for life or for like ten, you know, five years, ten years. You don't want to just be like, I can go hard for three months and then like now I'm literally yeah. never want to mm-hmm. do it again in my life. No, you're absolutely right. I mean, I find myself in the same position where. Like I like all jokes aside, I have a very bad work life balance. And I've talked about this openly. Like I am one of those people that I just put in the grind and I'll just go as as much as possible. And then like if another opportunity comes up, I will not say no. Like I just want to keep on adding to the plate, keep Mm -hmm. on adding. Like I don't want to stand up and walk back to the buffet line. I want the buffet line (laughs) to continue just like shoveling stuff on my plate. You know what I mean? Do you feel like you ever get to a place where you hit a wall? Oh, of course. Okay, and, cool. and so you go hard, you crash. You go yeah, hard, exactly. You crash. And I think it's, uh, it, it won't be for very long. I think for me, at least, you know, a lot of people do need to take that time to recover, go on a trip, uh, do something like that. For me, it's like, it, and this is not healthy. Do not do this. This is not healthy at all. Because for me, it's like this mental breakdown for like two or three days. <laughs> like, like two or three days. I don't hear from him. Yeah, two or three days. And I'm just like, I got to shut out the world. Shit. Like recollect. Yeah. And then I'll come back on. I'm like, all right, guys, what well, else here's are you doing? The thing, though, for, and like, I come back with a vengeance. I think that you have your mindset figured out because you know that that works for you. Yeah. Everybody has their own process. There's, yeah. no, there's no right or wrong. Yeah. You, that might work for you. Um. Jimmy, Mr. Beast, has yeah. come out and said that he does some shit like that too, where he's like, I'll go really hard and then I'll hit a wall and I'll burn out and I won't do it for a couple of weeks and then I'll go really hard. Yeah. So maybe that's your own process that you're like, yo, this has worked for me. And if you if you still feel like you're creating after a couple of years of doing this, maybe this is the way that it works for you. Yeah. No, I, thank you. Yeah. You're the first person to come on here and be like, Evan. This is his you're podcast on. now, remember? Yeah. Yeah. That's right. Well, JT interview. Barnett thank and, the, for coming and the three decent humans. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that is okay. So w- when you experience the burnout, is there any steps that you like specifically fall back on? I mean, you have your, your tears, but. What do you do? Yes, yeah, so, I mean, I think, that the, I think that the the pillars are like a, a good framework for people that are just kind of looking at everything. Mm-hmm. I don't every single time go, which of these four am I fe- like feeling like I need more of? What I end up doing is like if I, if I feel burnout for me feels just like tired. I feel like tired of it. I feel like I'm not interested in it. And so for me, I end up being like, what, what do I need just like in this moment? Like, do I need, do I feel like my body needs rest? Do I feel like I actually am just like not enjoying this and I really need to like switch up what I'm actually doing in the day? So I end up just like sitting, I take time. So I'll block out my calendar. I'll take things off my plate and then I'll be like, can I sit with myself, go on a walk, talk with somebody and then just be like, yo, what do I need? Um, And then that usually gives me more of an indication. And then I think I try and take action on it. Like I am open to changing things and going through uncomfort of switching shit up knowing that it will be better on the other side of it um so i think i just am open to that so if it's like oh fuck after this honest conversation with myself that i'm not enjoying this but i know that i will there will be enjoyment on the other side of it i do that i think that's a big self-realization for Mm -hmm. someone to be able to be understanding like okay with that uncomfortability of just like this I'm okay to step out of my lane, my lane, right? I mean, we've all talked about this before where we've been in different lanes and made a big jump over. Like I was in finance, 
then I jumped over to something totally different. You know, Chris was in sports and he jumped over to something different. Same with Jenny. I mean, we can all relate mm-hmm. to that. So it is, it's a big self-realization for anybody to be like, okay, with that uncomfortable moment because that grass is greener on the other side. Yeah. Dude, I mean, sitting with uncomfort is just... The, I support it. It's the fucking thing. Mm-hmm. It's the hardest thing. <laughs> yeah. And it's why it's, it's the, the thing. fucking thing. It really oh, is, yeah. though. Make it a t-shirt. It really is. Uncomfort. <laughs> it's the fucking one. thing. And I moving, buy two of those. Sitting and moving through uncomfort is the thing that separates people that are successful from the people that don't get there. Yep. Because it's just anything that's worthwhile is hard. There's nothing that is worthwhile that is just easy the entire way. Um, and I think that the a lot of people are really good logically. Like they can like fix, they can like figure out ways to work through things mentally. But when it's a feelings thing, it's a lot harder for people. And there's a lot of like uncomfort that comes with, like you just said, switching a career, changing a lane. Even something as small as like, going from a content structure that is really working to trying something new. Yeah. There's a lot of feelings in that that are like, ah, oh, fuck. It's like that. Oh shit. Am I going to get judged? Are there people yeah. going to like this? Are people yeah. not going to like this? How's this going to land? There's a lot of feelings that come with that. If you're willing to accept that those feelings are going to be there, then you can move through it. Can you and, talk? Uh, yeah. Yeah. No. And that's, I think that that's the can play you, on that subject. Can you talk a little bit about the tools that you use? Like you have, therapist or you have people that you can call um specifically for what you're dealing with and going through dude a bunch yeah so this is where i think that the exos thing has like really um connected for me exos always looked at themselves as like the leader of innovation for human performance and i feel like i have taken that and am trying to like adopt it to the business world so a business slash creator world um so i have like five or six different people that i work with so like i have a actual talk therapist um i have a personality coach who does kind of like um nlp neuro-linguistic programming or cognitive behavioral therapy um, which is kind of like working with maybe unconscious or like um limiting beliefs and like working on those cognitively like working on like talking um i have a somatic therapist which is like feeling the feelings in your body um then i have a personal trainer that i will work with um so i just like i i i kind of like work throughout my career and my life leaning into like what do i feel like i need right now sometimes talk therapy is the thing sometimes i'm like oh shit i need to go and sit with a therapist and be like yo here's where i'm at work through this with me emotionally Hmm. other times it's like oh talking isn't really like working for me so maybe i need to feel something but maybe i need somebody to like guide me through that and like be like yo what do you like feel into your kneecap like are you what are you feeling is there anything in there is there tension is there tension in your shoulders and like feeling that's somatic therapy okay because a lot of a lot of emotions get stuck in our body mm-hmm. you can think through things but yeah. if you don't feel through yeah. them they still get stuck that's where trauma gets stuck in your body like through like really good here trauma gets stuck in your body a lot of people don't feel they're able to communicate and talk which is why talk therapy can work for people uh, but if you don't feel then it's like it's it's not the whole circle it's not like doing everything that you can can get done um so yeah so when i'm going through shit i'm like ah fuck what do i need um is it is it this where it's like the fucking hammer like i look at all them as tools is it the hammer that i need to break this door down is it the uh the lock pick that i need to just like really open it um do i need to knock on the door you know and i think different people have different things that they work with and at exos it was like they would have a running coach they'd have a nutritionist they'd have a uh a mobility coach you know and so i look at it like that i'm like what are the different things even for a creator it's like i have people that i go to and talk about specifically about creative 
I'm like, th I'm doing this series and I'm doing this idea and I'm not really liking this one. What do you think of this one? So I think just like people looking at people and the things that they can help with. Yeah. Well, wait, did, so I, I did those, all those different therapists and coaches, those are from Exos or you no. found these down here in LA? No, no, no. Those are in LA. Oh, wow. uh, and some are remote, but a lot of them are in LA. Um, yeah. But the thing that Exos taught me is like, there's, there's people that can help you in all these different yeah. areas. And so if you get good at searching for those people, like, I'll, dude, there's weight, like you can find th anything. That's what I was going to ask. I was like, how do you, like, you I wouldn't even that? know like, oh, yeah. I need a, you know, thematic therapist. Like mm -hmm. I, I didn't even know that was a thing. So. I, I wouldn't Google. know what to even look for Google. or why I need to. Google. <laughs> chat. Google <laughs> or asking people. Yeah. yeah. Chat. Uh, there we go. What therapist AI, do yeah. I need? Here's my issues. You're just going to go to that for your therapy yeah. then. Do you guys remember? I don't know. This is tangent. But do you remember a uh, smarter child back in yes. AIM days? That's what I feel like chat GPT is. Gonna, there you go. Just like, robot. hi, hi, I hate you. That's not nice, nice of you. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. No, we actually use it all the time. Yeah. Chat GPT. I use it a lot. The whole work. structure for this whole yeah. podcast. Everything is. Yeah. You guys I mean, aren't right? even here. You guys are just no. projected. We are projecting. Not from another AI. Yeah. 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 That's it. Cool. <laughs> writing yeah. now is just taking over. Yeah. I hate writing. I'm just like, here's my thoughts, whatever. Like, Chat GPT, write it out for me. Boom. Done. We actually yep. had a doc today, and I was like, I need help on this, and he had it in there in like 30 seconds. I was like, damn. You were ready, and he's like, "No." <laughs> really? So, yeah, and you just you, you turn to that? Yeah, yeah. It's gonna it, take it was over. Exactly writing. what I needed. See, like I've never. I know what it I is. I just writing. never used it. Yeah. Like, all right. I, 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 this is a, this like, is a good topic. I, I want to ask JT about this. Yeah. So, with Chat GBT, with things like we do with content creation, coming up with good ideas, uh, content writing, um, strategy. Do you see this some as something that is a potential? Uh, deficit or yeah, uh, or like or a benefit Be in benefit. this world dude every piece of technology that comes out starts with people thinking that it's, it's gonna scary, ruin the world right mm. you should go look this up too this is i was just like oh that's interesting I, mm. Sorry. Mm. Mm. yeah this is great we're getting to know each other i know this is really good uh, i like this um, this is good uh, i'm just gonna hook up my text brought, messages I'm, to yeah. chat gbt to just to respond to <laughs> no, jt this is like a therapy <laughs> session for Evan. yeah Thank that's you. what i'm realizing I, now. Yeah, that's exactly we're all just we're gonna here. direct our advice <laughs> <laughs> and talk to him okay let me say something though. let's hear it uh if you go look up this um i believe it's called pessimist archive it's literally a blog that just pulls old articles from when new technology came out literally like 1800s 1900s of people writing about how everything that's coming out is going to be the end of the world you would be mm -hmm. blown away bicycles books mirrors <laughs> obviously phones mirrors i've had typewriters, my every like yeah like dude, all of it they thought people they thought you shouldn't have a mirror in your pocket because you would stare at it too much so you wouldn't see oncoming traffic people chris falls victim to that all the time <laughs> look at this guy he got a tan <laughs> and he just can't stop yeah. 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 just try to use it yeah. for tan yeah. i literally just try to reflect the sun and just get some tan yeah. UV that's Why good not? that's good no i i hear you and i i mean i know like the internet that was a huge one right yeah, within sure. our lifetime that was like that's gonna one it's a fad two it's just gonna change everything in a negative way yeah and that didn't happen so okay i look at what i look at for chat gpt and all of these different kind of ai tools i think it'll give it, it's gonna give you like basics of things for example copywriting mm -hmm. i don't think it'll be able to know 
the depth of the way that yeah, you write no, copy, not, not but it'll give you a brief. It'll yeah. give you a template that will make it easier for you to and elaborate. It'll give you a starting point. So I think it'll do that for a lot of things like ideas. I know I've, I've used it a little bit for like titling videos, mm. um, but I don't think it'll like completely replace the, the people. I think it'll actually be a big add on. I've never, since I've never actually used it, it do you, cause I had a buddy last night, actually, he was sending me movie scripts or like a movie outlines, a premise of a movie. And he was, it would, he would, have my name in it like photography and like some type of like storyline to it how do you do you just go on chat gpt and just like type in like your name something here's the idea i want yeah. and it'll just spit it out for you yeah then that's the career that's getting that's coming out now is the person that knows that answer of like what you type to get the right answer back oh, is the person that has power mm-hmm. now oh. because you could yes that's what you do you go and you just literally write anything write me a six-page essay on you know yeah i wouldn't know like is that you can you do that's that like do. so schools no, wouldn't, literally what wouldn't, you do. wouldn't as a teacher they'd be frightened about something like that well because they're banning them they are banning yeah. plenty of schools there's a lot of check? ai detectors too that detect it oh because you have to type it in like a platform on the school i was thinking they still print it out like a uh, moron like no. <laughs> yeah, they you don't have to do submit that. it and then there's a site that like reviews it and sees if there's like plagiarizing anywhere and now they're checking for on chat gpt Oh, but literally like okay. that, like write me a 10 page paragraph about or 10 paragraph essay about candles and, like, and it just <laughs> like literally 20 asked, seconds yeah. i showed you this That's, morning i said like yeah. write me a schedule for the week as a content creator who loves to health and wellness and wants to surf and, and like it oh yeah you did get a schedule monday through friday gave yeah. me a schedule right away yeah so there's like, a lot of stuff that i think crazy. you could you could google but it just makes it more efficient and it gives it a little bit more specific to you. Interesting. That's Um, a, that's an interesting way to kind of look at it as like a new version of Google where you type in like top 10 places to eat in Los Angeles or something like that. But this in chat GPT is just like, that's why, that's why everybody's so nervous. about it. Like that's why Google's scared of it. They're like, why would people go and search and get a a blog post that's been there since 19,000 that you have to read rather than just get this like, and it, and it pulls from modern information to create whatever you're it's pulled from about? information that they added up to i think 2020 mm-hmm. and yeah and now they're and now they're updating it and apparently the next model is going to be like way bigger but i don't know well, it's just one of those things that you have to see i feel like it'll be something that'll be kind of like an nft thing where it's really hyped up right now mm-hmm. and like everybody's all in and companies are being launched and all that. And then in six months, I think it'll taper off and we'll actually figure out what the real cases are. Like, is it faster to go and do this? Like, who knows? Interesting. Learned something new today. Mm. Mm. (laughs) We've learned a lot about you. (laughs) Even the (laughs) nonverbal. We've learned a lot of things. There's not a lot of times where he's silent. (laughs) I'm trying to just open up the floor. Thank you. you. Please, Chris, what do you got? Where did we leave off of before the <laughs> We're talking about Exos? Yes, yes. And the I have a question, but I'm going to hold Go off it. on it. Go for it. No, I want, I want to hear your question, Go Chris. Let's hear it. What do you got? So the Exos <laughs> implementation into the creator world. Yeah. You're here in the creator world. What does that day-to-day look like for you in regards to like, you have a team, right? Mm-hmm. Was that Did that take time to build? Was that something where you're like, okay, if I want to be a creator, I know what I'm going to need. And these are my strengths. These are my weaknesses. I'm going to build it out. Like, yeah. how does somebody go about that in today's society that wants to start tomorrow? I think most creators cannot rely on brand deals. And so I realized that I, I put out a video two days ago. 
my bank account hit zero dollars in 2020 because I was doing brand deals. Um, after that company that I started with, Sam, uh, got paused because of COVID. I was still like as an influencer doing brand deals and that was like my income. But then I was like, I don't really feel like doing workouts anymore now that I'm doing this business with her. Mm -hmm. I'm like, I'm way more interested in business content and being mm -hmm. an entrepreneur. And like, I don't just don't care about being a personal trainer anymore. So I was like, I don't want to do any more of these videos, which means all of my income stopped. So yeah. My bank account had zero dollars. I hadn't saved anything. I was like, hey, we were getting by. We were a startup, self-funded. Mm -hmm. um, so my bank account had zero dollars and I was open to going back and doing personal training. I wasn't like, literally, I'm going to be completely homeless. But I was just like, oh shit, like I can't rely on brand deals and neither can anybody else. Unless you're in the top 1% where you're having like a six to 12 month deal and it's very lucrative and like that's your thing. So the way that I look at it and the way that I've built everything that I've built now is I need to build a business that's a service-based business that is going to be recurring income or some sort of income that I can depend on. And then I can build my brand, my personal brand on the side of that um, and actually like not be worried about just doing brand deals. So yeah. what I started doing... so. We ended up doing a TikTok house, which was like a, a different project. At the end of that, company started asking me, can you teach us how to do that? Can you make some content for us? And that for me was like a clear like, oh, I can make UGC content for brands. I could also advise them and like they'll pay me on the monthly retainer. And at, outside of working with them, I'll build my own, I'll do my own personal brand. And mind you on the, on the honey house, right? Because you were in what's, control. What's honey house? the tiktok house. honey house is a tiktok house that i started got it um in the middle of the pandemic um yeah when our event stopped we were like we went from march because that's when it was coachella and all that ended um and in august tiktok was becoming a thing i was posting on tiktok loving it seeing all this stuff happen in the world of tiktok where it's like this is the new thing yeah um and me and my buddy were like let's start an actual creator house yeah uh, for tiktok for adults Awesome. So MTV Real World. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm still waiting. I was waiting for my invite. Yeah, I, I was yeah, like, yeah. come on. Like, I'm all about this. Yeah. So basically, like, we were like, MTV Real World was a thing. You bring a bunch of random people in the house, have them film. Let's do a spinoff of that bunch of adults that are actually working nine to fives in the middle of the pandemic. Mm -hmm. And so we'll just document what that looks like. Um, and all of the like TikTok was at that time were like Hype 18 house, year old, yeah. Party 18 year olds partying, house, yeah. LA Impound. water getting shut down, like all yeah. that. So we were like, let's flip it and let's like show us going to bed at nine and like <laughs> meditating in the morning as a group. That's like all that. This sounds so, great. Yeah, it was great. <laughs> How meditating, so, not so much, but you know, other than that. But with that concept, right? Most TV shows and reality shows are based off of drama. How do you create drama with health and wellness? How do you create, well, how do you create something? I didn't get my avocados the, the this drama, morning. <laughs> that's, that's a great point because the first thing that we did was the, the dude that I did it with, one of my good friends, knows a lot of people in like real film production so he actually went to the people that did jersey shore and a couple different companies was like yo would you guys want to film this and actually like be in there filming it and they were like the number one thing we need is drama we were yeah. like we don't want that so then we were like let's figure out a way to do this without that kind of like inner relational drama so what i think we figured out is the drama doesn't have to be about your life it could be about a challenge it could be about something that happens in the house like that's like competitive and so that's what we did. We started these like household challenges. And then that was what the thing was that like really took off for us. So yeah. So anyways, that account went from zero to a million in 60 days. When that happened, again, this is like me going, I don't want to be as much health and wellness and like personal trainer anymore. I want to be more business. Companies started asking us, hey, whoever's running the content on this, can they help us? So I was like, this is perfect. This is what I want to do. 
I'm going to go and do this. I'm not going to do any more health and wellness content on my own account. Um, and that was what I did. So I started teaching brands and then filming like a little bit of videos for them. And then that kind of phased out and I just started teaching and that was the only thing I did. And then when brands started having success, I started building my own account talking about what I'm doing. So I started my own TikTok, just like literally telling the audience what I'm doing with these brands and what I'm doing and what creators mm -hmm. should be doing and how we built Honey House. And then that started growing and then they started like building each other. Um, and then that was the way that I was able to build what we're doing. And then to dive a little bit deeper on just the short form videos, where did you learn the storytelling, the arcs, all the beginning, middle, end aspects? Fuck. I Chat GPT. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think it was, um, I honestly think it was something that was intuitive for me. Uh, like, I think that when I went back and started consuming content, so first it was like, we had to do one case, we had to get one case study that worked. So when we did it with the brand Poppy and I worked with the founder and was telling her like how to tell her story, it, there was no formula. It was literally like, you know what? Maybe you just need to tell your story because you have an intriguing story. And it seems like people like those stories, like they loved them for Honey, for Honey House. So like, just go and tell that and see if that works. And when that really worked, I like had to sit down and be like, why did that work? So then I looked at her video and I probably looked at a hundred other videos that I had either saved or liked or favorited on TikTok. All of them had some sort of storytelling. And when you think about storytelling, like Pixar and all of them, like all these different really like high-end storytelling companies, they all have some sort of chat, like the hero's journey has some sort of challenge that they have to overcome and the, then they overcome it. And then that's the storyline. And so in every video that we teach for people, it's like, what is that journey for you? It literally could be like as a candle company, like everything got shipped to you and shit broke. Mm -hmm. It could be like you going through your own personal journey of launching a business or whatever. But there's some sort of like challenge that you went through that the audience will really resonate within, uh, with resonate to. And um, that's what we try to like focus on. And so then I started looking at them and I was like, oh, every video has typically has like a hook. And then there's like a setting that they like give a little context. Then there's a clear conflict. And then there's a resolution to that. And that's the video. And so then that's what we started teaching. And then that's what we did. Now. So you have a formula now. Yeah. For the most part, like yep. on a template and you're able to talk to the agencies and what are the yeah. different companies. Cool. Mm -hmm. Cool. Cool. So that's what we do now. So companies um, will come to us and we'll ask them for their story. Like we'll sit with them. We'll hear their whole story. And m it's so funny. Most people, when they write out their story, write out the highs. Yeah. You don't write out the lows. <laughs> yeah. You write out like, like I feel like I was, a lot of entrepreneurs, like the lows, they think back when they've made it. Yeah. You know what I yeah. mean? They, yeah, they're yeah. okay to talk about yeah. it when they've made yeah. it. Yeah. Totally. It's when they're still building, that's when they don't want to talk about the lows because everything is just great. Because they don't look at the micro successes. Yep. They look at the big success of, I sold my company or we, were, we made $100 million, whatever yep. it is. And then they're like, cool, now we can talk about all this. All the, yeah. But what we try to like really sit with them, we're like, yo, tell us all the details. And then typically it's like small success, small success, small success, leads the big one. And now I'm like, okay, go back to every success. one of those. And tell me what was the challenge that led to that success? What did you have to like work through or figure out or understand to get to that success? And then you get in there and you're like, oh, everyone has these. Everyone has yep. these like micro challenges that can easily be a video. Mm -hmm. It could be something as like waking up sick on a photo shoot, like yeah. something small yeah. that's like a micro challenge that you had to overcome to get the reward. Um, and so that's what we lay out. And we're like, look, this is a story. Like for every one of these challenges, this is the video, it's that challenge and the resolution to it. And that's what you tell because. People want to see that too. Yeah, yeah. Like, like makes that. you feel more, more human. Yeah. Makes you feel relatable. Um, and so that's what the audience cares about. So that's what we try to teach. Yeah. For your like personal content 
and like building your own personal brand all of that relies on like you to keep up this like content that the schedule is that get hard at all if you that's can. that's where i'm at right now that's <laughs> the hardest thing for me right now now no for real yeah. this yeah. is the exo you have all these yeah. other things but yeah, then yeah. you also have to do your own i think the so it's like a it's a double-edged sword when you build a business around your personal brand the amazing thing is the you go from being like oh wait a minute you can build something with your personal brand oh shit i am building something with my personal brand now i have something that's established through my personal brand now it's reliant on my mm-hmm. personal brand and i think that that's the place that I'm like, look, that I'm like working on right now is like, how do I not have everything be reliant on me? Because it's amazing that it is, mm. but it also is not sustainable if it only is. Mm. And so that's like, yeah, that's the, that's the work that I think a lot of people do, which is where you build a, You have to build a team. Yeah. That's, have you encountered this? Cause you have like a pretty yeah. similar. So it's like what, what JT was saying is just, it's nice when it relies on you, but at the same time it will hold you. Yeah. And it becomes overwhelming. I mean, yeah. I, I talked to you already a little bit ago, 20 minutes ago in this podcast. You guys want to rewind and rewatch it. Um, you have those mental breakdowns, but that's what leads to it <laughs> is because everything, all the pressure. It's like, at least in my world, it's the shoot, the photo shoot, the video, the editing, uh, the production of it, renting the house, permitting, hiring the models. You're doing all, all that, right? I, do, I usually do most of it. I delegate once in a while for really big shoots, but some it still all comes back to me. Now that's something that I'm trying to learn on my own, how to build a business with the right team to be able to have the trust in the delegation in where it goes. Um, And I know it's, and it's not just that, it's definitely like my mindset too, because I like to make sure, you know, certain things are getting done in a certain way. Um, As much as I probably don't look at very, I try and be very organized when it comes to my productions. (laughs) Um, And then on top of that, it's like your own personal stuff as you were talking about. It's like, I still try and do my own personal shoots uh, my own product shoots, my own lifestyle, whatever it might be, even only personal content. Um, but it's difficult. It's a hard balance yeah, to you find. Get, well, the thing is, you get to a place where you're like, okay, where, what is my end goal? Mm-hmm. And if your end goal, like as a solo creator running their own business, I think that the cap that somebody could probably make is like a couple hundred thousand dollars. If, you, if, that's, if you're okay with that and that's the goal, that's great. Mm-hmm. If you're trying to build a a big business it's impossible to scale past that yeah. because you start getting the place where I'm, where we're talking about of like i can't do all this mm-hmm. like yeah. i can't be the person that's doing the emails finding the logistics mm-hmm. bringing the bringing the camera stuff setting yeah. it up yeah. planning the shoot creative directing posting everything you just start looking at like where is my energy best being used and like yeah. where am i enjoying mm-hmm. um and that's where you have to like really hire yeah i think you know it, what hindered me for a little while was I came from a very scrappy background in terms of like content creation where mm-hmm. I, I have the camera, I can run out, I can do it. I felt like I was pretty talented in that area. I can do the edits. And then I started trying to take that same mentality into these bigger shoots. So one shoot that I, I love going back to is Wells Fargo. Shot Wells Fargo, we were shooting TikTok content, but it was a much, much bigger production mm-hmm. that we have ever encountered before. Like this ended up being a four day shoot. We rented big uh, house for two days. We, I think we had like 40 crew on there. Wow. And then it was, some big crew. And it was yeah. three. Damn. It was three. And you're overseeing all of this. Well, it was, so this is where it got complicated. There was three different agencies on the same shoot. Mm. So we had uh, one agency handling client. We had another agency ha- handling uh, house and talent. And then my agency was handling all the crewing of the actual production. Mm. Um, and then the editing and post all of that. So when we like, 
it, it was one of those eye-opening moments of like, I can't oversee all of this. We needed to permit the house. We needed to find the location. We need to get props that could not be found just by shopping on Amazon, by shopping uh, at Target. Like yeah. these had to be specially ordered. Sets needed to be made. And so it was like this big eye-opening experience of like, if these are the types of shoots that I want to get into, or just anybody, if you have that aspiration, you're going to have to have that team. Yeah. You can't do it by yourself. Yep. There's no chance. I agree. Completely agree. And I, I think that the best creators that you see, the biggest ones, they have a team around them that's equally legit. Mm -hmm. Like, look at, like, if you think of, like, the biggest of the big, Emma Chamberlain, Logan, Jake Paul, mm -hmm. like, the big Mr. Beast, all of them, like, the people that are around them are equally as talented at running business as the they are themselves. as yeah. creators. Um, and I, I just think you get to a point where you're just like, I, like, it doesn't serve our company for me to be doing everything. Mm -hmm. And, um, and then that's where it's like, is a good place to delegate and, and hire out. And it, it can start with small. Like, I think people could hire a virtual assistant to do like some emails and stuff. If they're just like, that's overwhelming right now. It doesn't have to go all in where you have to build a five person, 10 person team immediately. But I do think that as a creator for you to really continue it, a big part of like the next step is looking at like building a team around you. So here's a tough question. So when you're building a team, now we all know that the world as a creator or a freelancer or even somebody trying to build a business based around content, it's not consistent. It, a lot of times like you've been lucky to have the retainers, but if you don't have the retainers, you're going project to project. How are you supposed to build the team around that? Like, is there any advice you could give people around, you know, on the project to project type? Don't over, don't over leverage yourself. Yeah. Uh, the way that I would look at it is like plan for worst case scenarios. Mm -hmm. um, so if it's if you are in a place where it's like month to month and you don't know what the next month looks like, don't hire. Yeah. Wait until you're at a place where you actually can predict. Like, I would say like where you actually can forecast the next six months and you're sure and it's safe. I have no interest like i'm building my entire thing without raising money i don't want to raise i don't want to take in any capital i don't have any interest in bringing outside people in mm -hmm. so everything is self-funded so for me i'm like i'm not i don't want to do anything that's going to put me in a place where it's going to make it really challenging yeah. and hard for all of us um so i would say hire slow yeah for sure build slow build safety into it mm -hmm. um and then yeah and then you yourself. you don't shoot you don't have a studio location you you double up your home as your actual studio and work office right yeah right. so we yeah we for granted we're not doing shoots like you yeah so we're not doing like big shoots for people um all of my own content is shot wherever like I can shoot at my house I can yeah. shoot it at, at any public whatever um so our house does double up as our office mm -hmm. and it's great. Yeah, Perfect. I'm not asking for me. I'm asking for all the, everybody else. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I have a fr I have a friend. I have a friend that is asking these questions. You know? <laughs> this really isn't. <laughs> <I have a laughs> question. Oh, you guys are still here. Uh, anyways, <laughs> no, so, I, I I love that point of view. So, <laughs> so are you at the place now where you're still bringing on? You bring on different and whatnot, or are you yeah. like I'm capped? I'm fully at capacity at this point I, no we're not well we ours is month to month we okay. don't do and nothing that we do is on retainer everything that oh, we've okay. done the what we've done before so the two things that we were like really offering before is like we'll teach you how to do the content like we do like strategy retainer but it's literally like two months so essentially it's like one payment but it's split over two months and we're working with you for eight weeks the second thing that we do is we will actually like find creators to run brand accounts so like basically we're, we're creating jake from state farm for everybody yeah. we're going and finding them that person that will like be their person 
Um, Love that. That's a one-time. That's a one-time fee too. So nothing for us is like technically recurring mm-hmm. and and safe. The things that I bank on is the amount of conversations that we're having and and people being bought in. If that were to like really slow and like it not work, then I would be like, oh shit, like we need to pivot. This needs to change. We we've played around with doing like more recurring things and having it be like retainers. I just don't want to get in the game where I have to hire more employees to staff out these projects. Mm-hmm. So in a typical agency, it's like if you're doing if you're making the content for a brand every month and running their account, if you don't want to be the person that's going to do that, you have to hire somebody yeah, that's going to do that. Mm-hmm. So maybe one person can take on three or four companies and then you have to hire another person to do the next three or four. So I'm not looking to try and scale that way right now. Um, I've wanted to like really build like a really lean team and maximize the amount that we could bring in with it being that lean and just find out, find out different ways to do that. Um, so a recurring model for us hasn't been the way that we could do it. Um, we're working on different things, but yeah, yeah as of right now, that's where we're at. Yeah, a little bit of trial and error in there, try, trying to figure it out what for works sure. best. For yeah. sure. I want to talk about, before we have to wrap, because um, you've had like, you've seen success in different ways now at this point, like what, and you're not done, you're still building. What does success and like, what does that future look like for you? Ooh. Love that. Um, success for me looks like me being physically um, happy and like feeling good about my day. Um, it looks like me being in control of my schedule. It looks like me being involved in multiple different projects um, and probably having like, a, I, I think I want to get to a place where I have like a 20 to 30 person team. I'm not looking to build a company with like 500 employees. <laughs> I don't want to build a massive agency. I want to build my personal, like long-term goal personal brand is big enough to eventually launch products through and that will be the thing that i actually will like try and either exit or sell or like what like like a product Mm -hmm. that's that's launched through my content um that is for my audience um and the way that i see myself getting there is building the agency side up just big enough to fund people for my own personal brand so i want to hire a strategist that can come up with ideas for content a copywriter somebody to post on different channels that i'm not on somebody to find the next channels and be already testing those out, um, multiple editors. So I want like a team around my personal brand mm-hmm. um, and that be the real like long-term play. To get there is through services. Like I mentioned, it's not gonna be through brand deals. Yep. It's not gonna be through like me doing one-off things on my personal brand. It's mm-hmm. gonna be through us building a services company that offers something that the brand, that companies of the world today are needing and using all of that money, reinvesting it into my personal brand. And then that being the play that actually will take off have you always been like this where you're always forward thinking you always want to see happening like did you grow up and you're like oh that's cool that um this is how somebody yeah how did that start yeah innovation and and culture uh, pop culture are two things that i think i literally was just like born interested in i I was always saw i don't think it was clear to me that i was like oh i'm like pattern recognizing and knowing what's going to be the next thing. I think I just was like, Oh, that's cool. This is new. Like the internet, no way. And then like Facebook and MySpace <laughs> and TikTok and all that shit. But I you, just get, you, you can't teach cool. <laughs> you just can't like, you just know. <laughs> I, my, you know but I have a bigger question on that. But. Yeah. I don't, I don't, I honestly, I don't know. I wish that I, I, I have no idea where it came from, yeah. but I feel like it was just something that I was. Cause when you have more and more on your plate, how do you continue to see what's going on? Like you're going to obviously, that's a good one that's the question that's the game the game for me is 
how do I build everything that I want to build without me being the person that has to operate the whole thing? Because I am absolutely best. I do think I think I'm a, a savage at operating, and I think that it's legit. I think I think I do. I think I am really good at it. But I don't get the same purpose out of it. I think that I learned how to operate out of probably out of survival and probably yeah, out of yeah. necessity. And so I do think that I'm really talented at it. But it's not what serves me the best. The ser- what serves me the best is having ample free time to find what's new and what's next. And I think that that's what I always want to be doing. So I want to be the person that is always looking at what's next, like something like chat GPT. And all. I want time to test yeah. and see that shit and be like, is this something that I'm going to use or that people are going to use? And to answer your question, the game for me is handing things off, learning how to hand things off, mm-hmm. getting skilled at handing things off and building teams around that so that I can always be a little bit more freed up to do the things that I want or else everything ends up imploding. Yeah. You've also said that you are at your best when your back is against the wall. How have you tried to frame that now going forward when yeah, do you, you continue still, like, to live build? like that? I love that. that, that, that you, I think you picked that up in one of the YouTube videos. I appreciate that. <laughs> you did um, research. I did, we yeah, did our great. research. No, for real. <laughs> um, I'm at my best when my back's against the wall because I've done it so much. Like I said, survival. When you play in a pro- professional sports, like even any sports, you're in survival. Mm-hmm. You're rarely in like a calm, cool, collected, like anything, I'm going to be good. I'm not yeah. going to get cut. You're, especially if you're not like top, top, top 1% of, of people on the team, um, you're in a state of like, I got to figure this shit out and like my back's against the wall. Mm. So I think I'm comfortable in that. And I actually think that my, the work that I am trying to do is to allow myself to not be in that survival and like back against the wall and allow myself to actually be like, no, it's shit's good and we're chilling and it's okay. Because I don't think it's needed. Like, yeah, I don't think, I do think that there's time when it's actually you're in survival, when it is real, then I think it's needed for you to like get into more of like a survival mode. But if it's not needed and you're just sticking in survival because it's out of habit, that's then I don't good. think it's, yeah. then that's not good. Mm-hmm. So I try to not operate out of survival. I try to operate fully opposite of that where shit's going to go well shit's coming our way everything's going to be okay it's all going to be uh, happen for us um but if shit pivots and it's like oh shit's real now like for example when our company shut down for reset with pa- pandemic and it was like oh shit we don't have this business and i'm at zero dollars i wasn't like what the fuck am i gonna do oh my <laughs> i was like oh shit cool i'm either gonna personal train people and make money that way or i'm gonna have to really make this tiktok house that we're thinking about doing work mm-hmm. and then it worked. Okay, so say someone has like three minutes with you. What is like one thing that you would tell them in those three minutes? One piece of advice for content? Any anything? It could be life, career, content. You get one. Jeez, but life. Um, <laughs> uh, probably. Like Evan. That's, that's yeah. what Evan did. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that three Evan, minutes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Say that Example. he's like a five eight, uh, you know, half Japanese guy <laughs> sitting in front of you. Like, what would you say to him? Yeah. This is great. <laughs> Love where this podcast went. It's been awesome. Uh, I feel like so. I feel like the first thing would be like money isn't the money isn't it status isn't it. I'm over here. Yeah. <laughs> All right, good. No, I'm sorry. No, no, I lost one. Happiness, like yeah. get like get to a place where you're fucking happy with what you're doing, and then that's the, that's the real win. Um, that's different for everybody. So for some people, it is something that is more, could be more materialistic and you genuinely are happy with something like that. For other people, it is relationships for other people. It's just the process, but you have to like find what actually makes you Mm -hmm. happy. Um, because 
getting all reaching a level of money not it reaching a the house the cars any shit like that it's not it's not it's not there mm. um so finding what actually genuinely makes you happy is one thing the second thing i would say is like because i like giving business tactics i'd be like really think about what makes you enjoy what you're doing like what, what do you have fun doing in a day and figure out if you can make content around that because right we're literally living through a time right now that building a business around videos has not been a thing mm -hmm. like that you own something in your pocket that there's no gatekeepers there's nobody that's stopping you there's no money you have to pay to be able to be seen by a million people or a hundred thousand people or ten thousand people whatever our parents our grandparents their grandparents they had to fucking pay a crazy amount of money for that to happen. Yeah. You couldn't just go and <clears throat> post up on Fox or on, you know, Warner Brothers. You had to go through yeah. agencies and media production, like all that <laughs> shit to actually get seen. And now you don't. Now all these social platforms have democratized that. You can build an audience around the baking and candles and coffee and hats and being a degenerate. And, <laughs> you know, you can, you can do it around whatever, whoever you truly are. He's pointing someone off yeah. camera. That's what it was. They're over there. Hey, I'm yeah. sorry. I feel bad for you. Yeah. It's okay. I, yeah. th I don't think so. Um, yeah. You can, the fact that you can do that, I think everybody should try um, because it's, it's real. And yep. yeah. And, and when you're, when you're thinking of somebody who you're talking to on the other side of the, the camera and you're extremely specific, what does that kind of inner monologue sound like if you wanted to, play that out for somebody that's trying to learn those things. Yeah. I think that, that so I think for everybody you need, that's something that you come up with. So I yeah. think that you have to sit and be like, yo, who do I want this to resonate with a lot? Dude, a lot of the times it's a younger version of you. So a lot of the times that I'm talking about, I'm like, Oh shit. I was a creator once that was starting out, didn't know how to make money, mm -hmm. figured out how to do UGC. How did I figure out how to do UGC or get brand deals? I'm fucking talking to me. And I, the shit that I needed to hear at that time is the shit that I go on my camera and say, I'm like, look, take yourself more seriously, build a, a schedule like recover like yeah. you know put more time into it do the reps um so a lot of the times it's a younger version of yourself but i i would really just say like take the time to think about who that person is i i do have one one more question just on the content side of everything because especially in stuff like we've seen on tiktok where tiktok is such a algorithm based platform and if you step outside your niche it almost never performs right? Like if you go from you're a product brand and you're just posting about your product nonstop, nonstop, nonstop. And then you go out there with something that's a little bit more from the heart or you tell a story. Or like Usually it just doesn't do well at all. Yeah. So like even coming from my experience, like if I'm shooting behind the scenes content, I showed the final product, usually that content does pretty well. Now, if I go off and I do something that's more personal life based or something a little divergent from that, it doesn't do well. Is there any advice that you give brands that do need to pivot or even individuals that do need to pivot and how to kind of navigate that space? It's, yeah, it's either one or two things. One is make a new account and do it on that. Mm. The second is don't worry as much about the views that you're yeah. going to get. The thing for me is like all these um, platforms now that are interest-based, you're right, that won't work because they're showing your content to the audience that they think is going to be interested in the things you've already posted. So before when it was network based, they're just showing it to people that are in your network that you're attached to. So there's a chance that like those people are already interested in that and it works. Yep. But for the new ones that are all discovery like TikTok and I think Instagram Reels is trying to do that. Everybody's trying to copy it. Yeah. So all these ones that are like interest based and discovery based, 
you being an art person and then all of a sudden going into cooking or going into finance, it it's not going to mesh. They're going to send it to the same audience that they think would like the other one and it's not going to perform and they're going to keep doing that. So the thing that I would say is either make a new account and be like, guys, go follow this other one. That's going to be about my the behind the scenes or now I'm doing art over here. Do that. Or know that it's going to get shown to a way smaller group of people but that maybe those small group of people might really care about it and it'll add to your page mm-hmm. or the people that you're trying to get to like actually click on your page and see the other parts of you. It's not, perf- it's not for the globe. It's yeah. for literally like this small, 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 small group of people. Um, so those are the ways I would look at it. Cool. I love that. Any last minute questions? This is your time. I, I got on mine now. <laughs> you're quiet for a minute. <laughs> awesome. All right, guys. Well, JT, that was awesome. I really enjoyed, even though that we had a little fun banter back and forth. Um, I thought that was great. It was a pleasure having you on here, man. Yay, We'd love to have you, you back at coming. some point. Yeah. Uh, like I can't, I can't. I mean, it is just insane where you've got come from, yeah. what you've been doing, and then where you are now, and the transitions that you've done. I mean, I guarantee you, in three years from now, you're gonna look back and be like, I, I didn't even see this part coming. Yeah. Wow. Um, Appreciate that. Yeah. Uh, in, in a good way. In a in a very good way. Uh, so guys, thank you so much. Thank you for tuning in for the decent humans podcast. Uh, Hey, if you liked it, hit that like, hit the subscribe, you know, the, you know, the drill. All right. I'm Evan. We got Chris and Jenny and special guest JT Barnett. You guys stay decent. We'll see you next time. Peace.